Welcome to the bonus. My name is Phineas Midge. Joining me in the studio, as he normally does, is Raphael Kalev. Hello, Raphael. This is Rounding Barolos. How are you doing, Finn? I'm doing okay. And the bonus is all about grabbing your human rights, not just waiting for some well-meaning person to give them to you. Now, we hope to speak today about a, a, um, a petition which... Well, in fact, a petition about... Uh, disability rights at the moment the state government is uh, planning on having a planning on making it mandatory for disability workers to have a qualification which takes away uh, people with disabilities rights to have choice and control over who they have support supporting them so we're hoping to have a guest to speak about that shortly but the moment we uh, we're having trouble getting onto them so um well, why, don't we, why don't we have a little bit of a chat about it, Finn? And I mean, let's face it: is that if there's um, legislation in place taking away a person's disability rights to choose who they would like as a worker, but that actually takes away from actually having a worker with maybe the core values that they people can actually work with. Well, indeed, I think people need really need support workers that they. I mean, for some people, you know, they they like the idea of someone having a qualification but for others it's more about their attitude and the values of the support worker that hopefully matches their own so so making it mandatory for support workers to be to um to uh to have qualifications is really counterintuitive if you want people to have choice and control of their lives yeah well as i said i'm with you with this one finish let's face it is that a person, let's say if they come straight out of school, okay, they may have some experience and very, I applaud them for actually getting a qualification. But let's face it, if a person does, let's say, a 12-month qualification, which is expensive, it takes big chunks out of people's lives to start with, is that better than someone who's had 20 years practical experience working either as a friend, volunteering, or out in the community, and exposed to a broad range of experiences. I'm very sceptical. Um, yeah, I think, I mean, I think, as, as I said before, it's, I mean, if the scheme does come in, then it sh- should be, if it's, if uh, if the scheme does come in, then it should be vo- voluntary for, um, so that people have choice whether they want someone that's qualified or whether they want a volunteer to uh, come in and, Help come in and help them out, but well, I'm not too sure if it's actually whether they're game, coming as a volunteer. Finn, it's just that they actually would get paid whether they actually uh, had the qualification or not, uh, instead of just volunteering. Oh, certainly. Uh, sorry, I meant that the scheme should be the scheme should be a voluntary one for people to opt in if they want someone who has qualifications, and 
uh, and also if they want someone without qualifications to help them, that's okay too. Yeah, well, I said, like even like some of the things that I can see a reason why a person may need to be qualified for particular things, let's say, as far as medications may go, that'd be one little part of actually having someone who's got the uh, qualification to know how to administering about the timing of it. But the practical things such as, let's say, mixing in the community, is a worker necessarily the best person to do it who's actually got a qualification and say, gee whiz, this is too hard, it is risk-taking and makes it difficult for the person to contribute to society? Yeah, it does if it does if the person has no has no I guess no uh, affinity with the the person they they they're dealing with and is only sort of doing it because they're because they're qualified and and because they see it more as a job rather than that, rather than dealing with the person themselves. Yeah, but look, and a big part of when a person has got a disability is having appropriate people where they actually have maybe um, more insight and an emotional connection to what they're actually doing as opposed to somebody who says, the textbook said that we could not do this, therefore that we won't. Like I can think of one example quite a few years ago when I was talking with a counsellor. I did have a very good rapport with her because she would give me insight into things that affected her life and how she actually handled them as opposed to taking a very um, calm, cold approach to why don't you just write down a list of these options and we'll work them together. There was actually uh, an understanding about what was acceptable and what wasn't acceptable. Yeah, I think, that, I mean, it's very important to sort of understand, it is very important to understand a person's needs. Um, and I think, you know, but it also comes back down to individual choice and if there is if there is a if there if it is mandatory for people to have to have a qualification then it's, then a lot of people are going to be well a lot of people are just going to have to leave the uh, support worker or stop being support workers at a time when the workforce really needs to increase well what about the national disability insurance scheme i mean this would have to come into it wouldn't it finn um, well, certainly, the National Disability Insurance Scheme is certainly a scheme in which uh, you know there's going to be more people requ- where there's going to be more people requiring support work than than less. So, um, <clears throat> so uh, yeah. So I mean, obviously, and you know, it's it's also hard enough to find good support workers at the moment without having to uh, re- resort to. To uh, without having to resort to government regulations to to make sure that they they they're um they're, they're compliant with uh, with legislation rather than compliant with the needs of the people who who need them. So, well, how would you actually describe a good support worker? Well, I suppose that differs for everyone. I think it differs from people. Um, yeah, it differs. It differs from everyone because everyone has specific specific needs. But I, I suppose for a lot of people, it's it's a, it is primarily around the person's attitude and around the around their 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 values and and then 
people with disabilities, we're, we're generally good at, you know, teaching people what we need and what we like and what we don't like. And so we can easily, we can easily do, do that. Um, I think one of the other reasons the government is interested in, 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 uh, having qualifications is also because of, um, the, also because of it, if people have mandatory, uh, if there's mandatory qualifications, then then it won't be open to abuse, or um, or uh, yeah, people people it'll it'll hopefully safeguard people against abuse and and neglect. But we've seen that doesn't hold water either because we see that a number of people who uh, perpetrated abuse against people with disabilities are now. Uh, <laughs> Indeed, held qualifications. So, so it doesn't actually hold water. That uh, just it doesn't stand up to scrutiny or hold water that pe- people are going to be without, uh, or that people who have qualifications are going to be any, are, are any less of a threat to people's safety in terms of abuse or neglect than than anyone else. Well, is it Finn? Is it if there are going to be? mandatory qualifications for disability support workers then he said let's take a little bit step further here maybe there should be mandatory qualifications to actually be a politician after all is that there's really no difference between having a disability and being a politician you're on call 24 7 and um it's very difficult to actually find people to actually work with and so i think that's actually a fair call but giving it's a very very serious topic that Regarding having a mandatory qualification, I just seem to wonder, has the state government and federal governments considered actually having consultation with people with disabilities about what they th- people with disabilities think is actually in their interest instead of making another decision on people with disabilities' behalf? Well, they have actually... Um, th- there was actually a window of opportunity uh, there was actually a short consultation period. I'm not entirely sure whether that's finished or whether it's still going, but people generally um, within the disability com- community don't see that this potential accreditation and or regulation and accreditation scheme will really will really be a benefit to uh, to to anyone. And if if it is, it should be a, a voluntary one. Well, it's it. Okay, if there was a short window of opportunity to actually consult with maybe the local state member, disability member, well, I'm not too sure, but where was it advertised and publicised they were looking for consultation on it? Well, that's a very, that's a very good question, but I, it, there, all I can say was to that was there was a there was a short consultation period. Whether it was enough, um, who. Who would know? But um, yeah, but yeah, people can people can also um, if people feel personally aggrieved of this, they they can email disability workforce at dpc department of um, dot vic dot gov dot au. That's disability workforce at dpc dot vic dot gov dot au. We'll put that uh, we'll put that email address. On the podcast notes, so uh, you'll you'll get that if you and also the visit. disability petition too. Indeed, uh, yeah, 
And we are ta- so. Um, in case we weren't so c- clear before, this is a disability p- petition, and uh, <clears throat> it's available on f- Facebook. So if if you just type in uh, action for tr- action for choice and control, you should even if you type it into Google, you should get the petition. It's 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 on f- Facebook. It's also on change.org.au. So if you uh, if you just Google action for choice and control uh, you should f- you should find you should find it and uh please please sign it the more signatures there is the better we need the victorian government to hear our voice and uh, make sure that uh yeah they're ju- not making legislation on they're not just making legislation f- for us without he- hearing our our voice well, is it Finn? Is it? I think that we should take a short break at the moment because Andy, the techno wizard Brit, has actually come up with a fantastic song that we might like to play. It's called "Business as Usual" by Eddie Inc. And I believe that Eddie Inc. will be playing at the Happiness Train uh, tomorrow night across in Thornbury. Fantastic. Well, we'll be back after that. Outside the sacred mission Standing in the rain Grey streets and Gilda Trying to abstain Feeling very empty Filled with despair One life to live And no one to care Some come to worship, others come to pray From a lonely midnight to the exposed light of day Some arrive in coffins and are taken away This business as usual on the grave Show you in the cold light of dawn, standing on the corner, so that has been told. She was once a beauty, had a mother's eyes. Now she carries with her all her father's lies. Some come to worship And others come to pray From the lonely of midnight To the exposed light of day Some arrive in coffins And are taken away It's business as usual on the grave
Outside the sacred mission Standing in the rain Grey streets and Gelda Trying to abstain Feeling very empty Filled with despair One life to live Others come to pray From the lonely of midnight To the exposed light of day Some arrive in coffins And are taken away His business as usual on the grave His business as usual on the As usual on the grey That was Eddie Inc. with Business As Usual. You're listening to th- 3CR. You're the, with the boldness, Finn and Raphael with you. Now, uh, we were talking before about the, the uh, choice and control petition, but you also just wanted to mention something about the track we just heard. I do is that I believe that Eddie Inc. will be performing as part of the Darabin Music Feast and Wild at Heart Community Arts present an engaging performance bringing together diverse and original talents. The Happiness Train is a weaving of song, poetry and theatre by artists who have lived experience with mental illness. The performance is made up of real-life stories set to melody and symbol. The voices on stage articulate personal struggle and liberation in the search for happiness as we sit together in the same carriage and share a little of our lives. And that's on at the Northcote um, Social Club tomorrow night. And it just finishes off with saying, carried by wild voices, wild ideas and wild hearts. And the wild voices is what we should actually be hearing when we're talking about mandatory qualifications of workers. And Indeed, we should. So before, in case you've just joined us, we're t- talking tonight about a p- peti- petition which uh, is currently up at change.org.au about the about cho- the Victorian government is thinking of bringing a, a accreditation and regulation scheme for disabilities to be uh, for disability support workers, which means that people with disabilities would have no choice over the people that that work for them. They would have to have mandatory qualif- They'd have to have mandatory qualifications, and uh, w- people with disabilities don't really th- think that's a great idea. So there is a po- there is a petition currently at ch- at, at change.org.au around the or change.org I should say ar- around. Uh, Around this very issue, it's so. If you just type in "action for choice and control," you should f- be able to find the p- petition and s- sign it. Um, so, <clears throat> and so, basically, the the, uh, <clears throat> the they've actually got a fantastic little choice sign here. It's got choice and control, defending our right to decide who supports us 
and the hashtag of my home, my body, my life, my choices. So uh, the uh, the one of the things if is it or one of the um, things behind the sc- scheme is if that if it is introduced the um, the we do support a voluntary schemes so people with disabilities can access qualified and regulated workers should they choose. People with disabilities are diverse, and the needs and preferences for workers with qualifications applies to some, but not all of us. For many of us, an individual's attitudes and values are far more important than a qualification or accreditation. Formal formal disability qualifications can take months or or years to complete and cost thousands of dollars. There are many excellent support workers who will leave because they cannot afford the time nor money to undertake a formal disability qualification. And... Uh, we need double the workforce to meet the demands under the NDIS. Uh, it's hard enough to find good support workers. We don't need the government to make it even harder for us to f- find and keep support workers. So, um, well, Finn, I'm going to actually buy into this one because they actually missed, missed out a really, really important there. And that is when we were talking with the Health and Community Services Union earlier this year about how certain qualifications, particularly in community services with the HEC scheme, why they weren't exempt or get text exempt or exceptions or breaks along the way if they were had to be mandatory about possibly making them affordable well i mean that, that's that's i guess that's a, that's an that's another issue as well whether whether um whether this the qualifications are out of the reach of, of people and i suppose that's more a, an NDIS workforce issue than than uh, an individual, than a than a issue affecting people with disabilities themselves. But I, but I can s- sort of see that if you want, you're right. If you want a to really double the workforce, you and you you are going to have man, a mandatory qualification. Then it would make sense that you make it affordable so that people who want to do it can do it rather than actually having to. P- Pay exorbitant fees, um, and as as the petition, one of the points made in the petition says, if you if you leave, um, or if you make it expensive, then then lots of people will just leave because it's too hard to too hard to do too hard to get a qualification with the mo- money rather than actually doing the rather than actually doing the qualification and, and staying within the industry. Well, that's actually part of it, but a lot of the time when a person is studying, let's say, in community services, like especially disability, they would be doing the course part-time mm. because they generally, traditionally, people who work in community services, especially disability, it is usually a female workforce and with the, they do have a lot of other things come into play, such as family commitments, looking after themselves, finding a little bit of balance, as well as the, um, acting as a carer, as well as uh, doing their paid work, as well as actually studying there, and it puts them at a further disadvantage. Um, y- yes, it, I mean, it, it, can, it can definitely put people at a disadvantage if they've got other commitments, plus having to pay for a qualification that, that may be out of their their reach but um yeah the cho- choice but 
choice and control. I mean, we should have our voices heard on this and not just have people in politics and politicians speak for us. So it's. I think with this petition, the idea is to get many many signatures. So all people have to do is all people have to do is sign it and hope that um, that they get as many signatures as poss- possible, or, or or they can email the department of premier and cabinet as well. But um, I mean, people really do, we really do need our our voices heard, and to not have politicians um, sort of I guess doing things on our behalf. So if we can if we can do that if we can do that through this. P- petition and through this action uh that'll be a very good thing well it would be and, uh, as far as the disability petition goes is that they're currently up to around 1700 signatures is that let's try it if we can be up to 2500 3000 signatures at least yeah and and obviously yeah and i mean the more people that sign this the better so that people people's voices are heard and people ha- have continue to have choice and control over who who works with them because after all support work is for a pretty intimate uh thing thing that you do you you're often doing things for people that are that are quite personal so you want people who you can feel, who you can feel comfortable with and who are going to feel comfortable with you as well well and looking that was the big thing which we've been talking about for most of the show Finn. it's about making sure that when people actually have a work, is have an emotional connection, some type of rapport that actually goes on. Have you got any final thoughts? Um, I would just say to people to sign the sign the petition at change.org.au. We'll put it up, uh, but also it's on Facebook as well. So uh, if it's just under Action for Choice and Control. So go to Facebook, go, go to change.org, and we'll put a link up on our podcast but please sign sign the sign the petition it'll really help people with disabilities maintain choice and control over people that work with them and we will be back i'll be back hosting the boldness on the 15th of november we're going out with a song called tear the wall down by johnny crescendo and that's exactly what i mean instead of building walls let's tear them down by johnny crescendo and, and thank you very much andy and, the techno wizard and i think the next show is uh Coming up next is Contado Bulavale, I think. This, the, our Spanish friends will con- possibly, um, well, well, they'll correct my bad Spanish, I'm sure. But uh, anyway, they're up next. Cheers. Thank you very much. Oh, 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 oh. This song's for all the people who've died in a nursing home. Whoa, oh, 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 oh.